Okay, it's October, my favorite month of the year. Why? Well, I like the weather change. It gets cooler and uh, it's crisper and it's just nice, nicer air feeling. Better sleeping weather. You don't have to put the air conditioner on. You don't have to do any of that crap. You just, uh, it's nice. And then the leaves start changing color and and you know, and then you cap it off with Halloween at the end. I mean, what could be better than that? Yeah, it's a fantastic month. And another thing great about October, and specifically the Halloween at the end of the month, is that every October, uh, the broadcast TV plays It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, which is my favorite of all the uh, children's holiday special things. I just, I think it's great. It came out in 1966, I think, I don't know, somewhere around there. Uh, I believe it was the second of the uh, Peanuts holiday specials, the Christmas one being the first one, I, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, I really like it. I think it's one of the best, uh, uh, is the best of any of them, even better than the um, than the uh, the Christmas one, which is okay, but, uh, you know, a little too religious for me. But other than that, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's still good. But the, the, the Halloween one is just terrific because it, it really kind of captures at least the way I feel about Halloween, the, the, the way I look back on it. It reminds me of when I was a kid and, and how Halloween was. Halloween was, you know, getting together with your younger brother and your friends and going out in costumes and getting as, as much candy as you could. We brought pillowcases and not, you know, buckets or plastic bags or paper bags. Well, you know, whatever works, but pillowcases is what we used. And um, you know, we, we would just comb the neighborhood, just go everywhere. We Some places we'd go to twice. Some blocks were pretty good. Let's go down this one again. Huh? Let's, let's do it this one again. And it's, it, was, it, was, it was good. Yeah, that's what we did. And then and the, the Great Pumpkin had that feel. The kids went trick-or-treating in there. And it, it was uh, Charles Schultz, who created the Peanuts, was from Minnesota. Did you know that? It's from St. Paul. And uh, so... I guess his his youth was Halloween looked like that to him, and he grew up in Minnesota, and of course he had the same kind of weather conditions, and so that's reflected in the cartoon. And uh, if you watch it on television, I don't know if they've changed it back to the way it was, but some time ago they shortened it because they wanted to get more commercials in. Of course, you know, more commercials, more money. Um, and in order to do that, they would have to clip some of the program out. Uh, so what they clipped was, now you remember that Charlie Brown, he has problems with the scissors making his costume. So it's all these holes over there. He's going as a ghost, but he's just got holes all over the place. And uh, and he every place he goes to for trick-or-treating, they give him a rock. And... In the original version, if you get the DVD, or we have it on videotape still, but, uh, uh, you know, we'll pull that out and watch that. In fact, I might even watch it tonight. Hmm, who knows? Uh, and, uh, you know, if you get that, you'll get the whole thing. You'll get, uh, you'll get uh, all the I Got a Rock. He gets a rock three times. That's what they show. But in the shortened version to put in more commercials, they cut out most of that. You only see him get one rock. And then at the end of the program, he says, I went trick-or-treating, and all I got was a bag full of rocks. Poor Charlie Brown. Oh. <laughs> anyway, but he perseveres. He keeps going. When you watch the original version, when it has all three, it's funny. It plays a lot funnier, and I I don't know if they thought, well, let's cut this out because it's kind of it's kind of mean to Charlie. But that's the way life is for Charlie. We're all a little bit Charlie Brown. We we all have a little bit of that. Oh, I got a rock, you know. Anyway, so my favorite part of the show is when uh, Snoopy uh, pretends to be a World War One flying ace, and he goes flying after the Red Baron. And gets in a gun, you know, dog fight with them up there, and they're shooting each other, you know, all that. And it's this, this very uh, serious moment of the of the show, and he gets shot down. Oh, curse you, Red Baron! And uh, he's behind enemy lines. Uh, he's on the French countryside. He's there, and he's got to get back to you know friendly territory. 
and so he's stealthily sneaking his way back. Now I got to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm a cartoonist, uh, artist, whatever you want to say, and I think that that segment is probably the most uh, sophisticated and uh, you know very um, uh, textural and just well done section. I mean, it's you know for a kid's cartoon. I mean, if you think about it, watch that segment and just. And you can find it on YouTube. Uh, maybe I'll find a place to put in my my show notes so you can clip and watch it. Uh, it's 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 really well done, and it has a, it's, it has a mood to it that really f- sets a great tone. Because you got Snoopy sneaking through the grass and f- swimming across a, a little a stream, and and then he's going through a field, and you can hear in the distance, you can hear the sound of train whistles, and you can hear shells bursting somewhere. Uh, it's just, and then there's this just this very low kind of soft quiet uh, flute uh, playing a little tune that that you know that follows him along as he tries to get back to friendly territory and I just love that part it's so good it's just it's really cool I just really enjoy it and I'm telling you it 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 must have had an effect on me when I was a kid because it, to this day, I'm not kidding. I'll be walking on an autumn evening when, the, when the, it's cool and crisp out. I'm going for a walk, or I'm walking back from somewhere, and it's it's you know it's dusk, and you know the sun's heading down, and it's just very. It just has that feel, the crunch of the leaves under your feet as you're walking, and I, I you know I always try to find little piles of leaves to walk through to kick them and crunch them and all that. I always do that, still do it, but but. When I do that, when I, when the time is just right, when it's that kind of an autumn evening and I'm walking outside, I can swear I hear the train whistles and the shells in the distance. This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. I think you hurt my head real bad. I'm dizzy. I need a doctor. on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging it's time for dimland radio with your host jim dr dim fitzsimmons hello and welcome to dimland radio here on the ztalk radio network at ztalkradio.com i'm your host jim dr dim fitzsimmons remember i'm not really a doctor I just play Doctor Online, and what you just listened to there in the cold open uh, was something that I had recorded for the show uh, a long time ago, eight years ago, nine years ago, something like that. I did a cold open for a Halloween show uh, in which I talked about It's the Great Pumpkin, its influence on me, how much I liked it, and how much it still lingers, and how it still holds with me today. Uh, I talked about having it on uh, uh, on VHS back then. Well, since then, we've upgraded. We have it on Blu-ray. I think uh, last year or the year before, I got it on Blu-ray. I just watched it last night. Watched it again, just as my traditional watching of of the uh, of the It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, each year near Halloween because yeah, you gotta watch it. And um, and I should clarify that uh, I said that the, the creator of the Peanuts characters, uh, Charlie Brown and Linus and Lucy and Snoopy and Woodstock and all those characters, Charles Schultz, I said he was from St. Paul. Well, he was born in Minneapolis. He grew up in St. Paul. So I guess uh, it'd be safer to say, or more inclusive to say, he was from the Twin Cities. Okay, so And... 
yeah, I just thought th that would be a great way to see them because it's almost Halloween again here in the year 2021. And I thought it'd be great to just kind of revisit that. And it'd be also great to have a seven minutes of show already done for me. <laughs> Make it a little easier for me to do this. So, right. If you, you, I'm not sure if the networks have played the It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown yet. But, uh, you know, we all have stuff on demand now. or We have DVDs or Blu-rays or VHS tapes. We can watch it anytime we want. Uh, it's just, it's just, it is a wonderful uh, 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 tribute to childhood and Halloween and the magic of Halloween, or just that that feeling of it. And it's that's why this is my favorite time of year. Now, something I failed to mention in that bit when I talked about how great October is. I said, you know, the weather starts to change. It gets cooler. It's crisper. You're past the heat of summer generally. Uh, you get the cool air. It's, the humidity's gone. Leaves are starting to fall. The, 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 the colors of the leaves have changed. And uh, it's just great. And then you get Halloween at the end of the month. But let's not forget, and again, sports ballers, you should take the warning here, it's the World Series. It's October baseball. That's that's the baseball playoffs and the World Series. It's the greatest time of the year for me. In the, in that, I mean, it's everything falls into that month. It's so fantastic. The my anniversary of seeing the Who for the first time in concert is in October. It's just Amy and I got married in October. October is just a great month. You know, you cap it off with the World Series. Oh, well, actually, cap it off with uh, with uh, with Halloween because the World Series, if it goes seven games this year will spill over into November. The greatness of October will spill into November if the World Series goes a full seven games. We've just completed the third game of the World Series. I say we, but you know, uh, it's Atlanta. The Atlanta Braves playing the Houston Astros in the World Series. It was not what I had hoped for. I hoped for the Los Angeles Dodgers to play the Houston Astros because a couple few years ago, there was a World Series between the Houston Astros and the Los Angeles Dodgers, and that was the season that uh, the Astros got busted. This was after the season had taken place. They got busted for cheating. Uh, they had, you know, when you played at Houston's, you know, Minute Maid Park, I think that's the name of their, par their ballpark, when you played, when teams played there, Houston had it set up where they had a camera set up outside in the in the pitcher's bullpen that was that was that was uh, focused on the catcher and when the opposing catcher would give signs to the pitcher what pitch to throw they would they would relay that information into somebody into the in the dugout on uh, Houston's dugout and somebody would bang on a on a trash can you know bop it once or twice and that would tell the the hitter what pitch was coming so then they would have a better chance of getting a hit. Now, I think it wasn't established that they did cheat during the World Series against the Dodgers, but the Houston Astros ended up winning the World Series. Then we found out that they had done some cheating. A manager got, you know, I think their manager got fired. I know their manager got fired. Some other maybe management type or coaches or something got fired. Uh, there were fines and suspensions, but some of the players from the cheating team are still on the team with the Astros. And I was hoping for the Los Angeles Dodgers to play the Houston Astros again in a rematch, and hopefully the Dodgers would beat the Astros, sort of get some revenge on them. Unfortunately, the, the Dodgers lost the National League Championship Series uh, against the Atlanta Braves, which is, you know, it's kind of sad because, well, the Dodgers had the, at that point, they had the best record uh, of any of the teams still playing. There were two teams playing in the American League Championship Series. That was the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox. Astros won. And then in the National League Championship Series, it was the Los Angeles Dodgers playing the, the Atlanta Braves. The Braves won. And of those four teams, the Braves had the least amount of wins uh, among them, they had the least amount of wins, uh, while the, the 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 Dodgers had the most. They had a hundred 
six wins in the regular season, while the the Astros, uh, not the Astros, but the Braves had only 88. So, but you know, you get hot in the series, you get hot in the postseason. You know, things, anything can happen. And during that that championship series, I thought that there were a couple of games there where the Dodgers just looked like they had no life in them. They were lackluster. They just couldn't do anything. But they did go six games. It was a good series. But we're now into the World Series. We just got uh, game three just ended. The 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 Braves won. Uh, they they won two to nothing, and they're up by two games, two games to one over the Houston Astros. Now I have some difficulty here because who do I root for? You know, I don't want to root for for Houston because of their cheating. Now I don't know if they cheat now. Maybe I shouldn't hold it against them. Maybe I, maybe I should be, you know, I shouldn't be so cruel. I should be nicer to them. This is in dot, hold that against them because even though some of the same players are still on the team, it doesn't mean that they're still cheating. But yeah, but do I do I root for the Houston for the Boston Braves? Oh, Boston Braves, that's what they were called at one point. <laughs> they moved to Milwaukee and then they moved to Atlanta. Do I root for the Atlanta Braves? Do I go for them? Do I continue to support do I well, I don't know if I supported them before, but do I support them now? And I says, oh, well, okay, if I start rooting for them, well, you know, here's what happens. Here's what happens. Now, forgive me, but I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here. Here's what happens. As I've been watching this postseason leading up to the World Series, I've been watching as much as I can, thanks to uh, a friend who's allowed us access to their Xfinity account. Thank you, friend. I've been watching, and I've been, you know, paying as close of attention as I can and every time I start feeling good for the Braves when I'm watching a game that the Braves are playing, every time I start feeling okay, good, good, I start feeling good about them, I start hearing boom, 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 boom. You know, the fans start doing the tomahawk chop. You know, it's that, it's that, it's that stereotypical. Uh, uh, based on old Hollywood movies uh, of of uh, the Indian ch uh, Indian Native American chants uh, and 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 the tomahawk thing and they 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 swing their arms like they're chopping a tomahawk and they do that and I think to myself I, actually I, I'm addressing this to the Atlanta Braves fans uh, to them specifically guys it's been thirty years. 30 years, 30 years ago, in 1991, in the World Series, 1991, between the Minnesota Twins and the Atlanta Braves, Native Americans all over this country made it clear that they don't like the name of the team and they don't like the tomahawk chop. They find it as an insult. They find it racially insensitive, to, to say the least. You are you are you are you are engaging in a stereotype. You are you are disrespecting a, a, a group of your fellow Americans, and you're still doing it. It's been thirty years. You know, maybe there are some Native Americans in America that don't care, but there are plenty that do. And it's so so anytime I start feeling good about the Braves and what they're doing, the fans remind me that they're a bunch of assholes. Come on! You know, back in 1991, I didn't think about it that much. You know, it's just starting to, to become in the consciousness because Native Americans were making it so. They were saying, look, we don't like this. This is wrong. What are you doing? They wanted the name change for the Washington Redskins. The Redskins team finally heard it. It took until this year or last year to become the Washington football uh, football team. Uh, they're going to get a name at some point. And the Cleveland Indians next year they're going to be called the Cleveland Guardians. And the Guardians have something to do with uh, some some man-made structure that's in Cleveland or something. And the Guardians has something to do with that. So it kind of makes some sense. But Atlanta, get on the get on board. 
Stop it! Stop doing it! It's just, it's just mean. It's, it's cruel. It's insensitive. It's stupid. It sounds dumb. Just stop it! <laughs> you know. So yeah. Anyway, do I don't know who to root for here. Do I root for the cheaters or do I root for the team with the racist? Well, I won't call them racist, but racially insensitive fans. I don't know what to do. <sighs> I do know what I should do at this moment, though. You guessed it. I'm going to take a break <laughs> and catch my breath. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back after this break. Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Hey y'all, this is Tangina. You're gonna give me whiplash looking up there too. I've cleaned many houses, and I don't know what it is that hovers over Dr. Dim's house, but it was strong enough to punch a hole into this world and take his wallet away from him. And I think what we might be dealing with is the beast. Hold on, did you just say that Dr. Dim doesn't believe in poltergeists, tiny fortune tellers? Or the beast? Well, holy sh! Why the didn't somebody tell me? Anyway, Dr. Dim's a skeptic. He'll be right back on ztalkradio.com. I still think this house is clean. <laughs> We're scaring up a good time on your favorite radio station. You're listening to ZTalk Radio Network. <laughs> And welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, it's Halloween. <laughs> I was going to go into that, remember, I'm not really a doctor thing. It's Halloween. Uh, it's my favorite holiday of the year. Uh, there's something more, for me, more magical about Halloween than Christmas. Although, not much more. But just there's just something. There's just something. I, I I don't know what it is. I think it. I think, I think it might relate to uh, a, a certain sense of independence that you got as a kid. At some point, as when you were a kid and you would go out trick or treating for Halloween, uh, at some point, mom and dad stopped going with you. You'd go, you know. I I would go with my younger brother Steve, and uh, and uh, my friend Todd and his sister Lisa. Uh, the four of us would go trick or treating as a group some years, uh, but usually it was just my, my brother Steve for sure. He and I would go uh, and, and go trick or treating, and it would be, you know, we didn't have the parents with us. Now Christmas, you didn't have that kind of independence. You didn't have that kind of uh, uh, going off. On your own to, to to wander the neighborhood to do something, uh, and so that maybe that's why uh, Halloween has a has a um, a more 
I don't know, personal feeling for me, a more personal, magical feeling for me, in that it, it, it was because I was allowed to be uh, more, a little bit more independent if, with that particular holiday. And I'm telling you, my younger brother and I, which is, I think as I said in the cold open, we would just blanket the neighborhood. Uh, we, my parents, you know, we, we moved to the, to the you know, my, my folks, I, I think I talked about this last week, my folks moved to the house that they're living in currently in 1973, sometime in the August, I think it was. And we moved there, and uh, when we would go trick-or-treating, we would, uh, Amy and I right now, we are about a mile away from where my parents live. We, when Steve and I were kids, we would get almost as far as where I'm living right now. We would go that far, almost that far, and we would just blanket the neighborhood and just, oh, it was great. It was great. Now, Halloween is coming. Uh, I went out and got a whole bunch of candy. Might even get more tomorrow. <laughs> got a whole bunch of candy. Because uh, Amy and I, who have been living in this house now for uh, 20 years 21 years something like that um we we average or uh anywhere between 70 and 120 kids i shouldn't say average but we get anywhere between 70 and 120 kids uh on halloween uh you know looking for candy and uh, uh and that's you know so we we make sure that we have enough stock for all that but last year, the COVID year, but COVID is still a thing, everybody, you know, y'all. COVID's still a thing, y'all. But last year, before the vaccine was available, and everybody's doing the social distancing, or they should be, wearing the masks, or they should have, be, they should have been, uh, we were doing that kind of stuff. Last year, we had 11 kids. 11. Now, my parents, in the house that they live in right now, since 1973, have never gotten lots of kids for Christmas or Christmas for Halloween. Never, never got a lot of them for a long time. There was an empty lot across the street from them. For for a long now and for a few years, there are there's been um, a bunch of senior living bungalows, if if that's what they're called. Uh, that's what's there now. But for the longest time, it was an empty lot. And I think that kids just avoided that for two re that block for two reasons. Uh, they didn't figure they would get a lot of candy down that block. And two, an empty lot across the street eh, may not have been that safe. you know. And, and now they still avoid it. They just still don't quite get there. And so uh, last year, as I said, we got 11 kids here. If I had shut down 10 minutes earlier, my parents would have had more kids show up at their house than we had show up at ours. That's how off last year was. I'm hoping for a bigger year this year. I'm hoping for, you know, you know, I'm hoping to get up to that 120 kids range. I'm hoping for that. We have enough candy for that. Uh, and I always give out more than one piece. And, and But we, we do want to have some leftover candy. But I got to find some 100 grand candy bars. I couldn't find them this year. I, I really like those candy bars, like 100 grand candy bears uh, let's see what have I got now um, oh uh, un Halloween related but this is good news on our on our end last Saturday I went in, over to my folks house to uh, to rake their front yard now my dad's been taking care of the backyard my dad's 86 and but he he goes out there and he gets his leaf blower and he does it and it takes a while he takes a lot of breaks but he he gets it done but he doesn't do the front yard because the backyard area is very flat the front yard has a fairly gentle but there is a slope to it and it's just a little navigating that for him is just not something he wants to try to do and uh, so last Saturday I went over and I was raking the front yard and he came out and we're working together to take care of the, the stuff. And I asked him, I said, hey, have you, uh, have you gotten that booster shot for the COVID? Because, you know, COVID is still a thing, y'all. And he said, uh, no. Uh, he says, I've been calling. I called the clinic. 
there is the clinic that they go to. And, oh, we're not giving it out yet, they said. I said, huh. Now, this, this stems back to when Brian Dunning, uh, the, uh, the, the, the host of this, the, the wildly popular podcast, uh, Skeptoid, um, when he came to visit the, the Minnesota Skeptics in, in that extra special, extra Minnesota Skeptics meetup, uh, he came and he talked to us and he said that he had gotten the booster. And I said, "Really? You, how how did you get how how did you make how did you work that out?" I think he's a little bit younger than me, so you know he's he's not like my parents who are in their mid eighties. He just said, "All I did was I went on the Walgreens website and signed up, and I went and got it." And I said, "Hmm, interesting." So when I asked my dad if uh, he and mom had gotten their booster, he said no, and their clinic was telling him that they weren't giving it out yet. I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm, when I get home, I'm going to see if I can set myself up for my the booster at Walgreens, and I'll, I'll see what I can do for you guys. And I came home, and I, I, got my, I did get myself set up. I, I'm going to get my booster this, uh, this coming Wednesday, the 3rd. I'm going to get my, my booster shot then. Uh, so I, I, I put in my, my dad's information, and got him set up for the booster. My mom set up for the booster, not for that Wednesday coming this coming Wednesday. No, for the day, for the next day, last Sunday, because they they were beyond the six months. By that point, I'm not quite beyond the six months uh, since my second dose. They were, so I got them both set up for the Sunday. Called Dad up. I said, "You're both set up for tomorrow. Here's the times. Bring your cards. It should work." And then I set it up for my wife. Uh, my wife could have gone that Sunday, last last weekend, but we were going down to visit my son, uh, our son Hayden. Uh, so I set it up for last Monday, because because she was she's she got her second dose a little before I got my second dose, so she was ready. You know, she was at that point. So got her set up last Monday, got her in there. Now the category for my parents was the 65 plus are eligible for the booster. Uh, then there's the next category down is 18 to 64, but you got to have some underlying condition that could make uh, uh, complications should you get COVID. And my, you know, my wife's got something, but I, I'm not going to go into what she's got. Just because it's my wife, I'm not going to, you don't need to know. But I have high blood pressure and that could lead to some problem. So, you know, we got it set up. And my wife brought my wife in Monday, you know. I got, uh, I, you know, because she, she we could have got her in that last Sunday, but because we were going down to see Hayden, we weren't gonna, you know, it wasn't gonna be possible. So I set it up for the following day, Monday, and got her in. And so she's got her booster. I'm gonna get mine next Wednesday. Oh, if you haven't been vaccinated yet, please get vaccinated. The vaccines are out there for you. They're safe and they're effective. Please, we gotta get out of this pandemic. Get vaccinated. If you have been vaccinated, if you've gotten both doses or the or you got the Johnson Johnson single dose, and you are in one of those categories that you're 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 eligible to get the booster, get the booster, please get the booster. The um, the FDA has just given uh, emergency use authorization for the Pfizer vaccine. As I'm talking, as I'm recording this on Friday, uh, October. Uh, 29th, uh, earlier today, the FDA gave emergency use authorization for f the Pfizer vaccine to be given to uh, kids from you know ages 5 to 11. And so, you know, so that'll be good. We'll start getting those kids, we'll start seeing more vaccinations happening. Uh, the COVID incident rates and, and, and hospitalization rates and all that kind of stuff it seems to be on the downslope right now. We might have another wave come up again. I don't know. But the more people we get vaccinated, the better things are. The, the, we can get this pandemic behind us. So if you have kids that are ages 5 to 11, please get them vaccinated. It's free. It's safe. You can do it. Get them vaccinated. Let's get out of this. And if you have vaccinated yourself, if you vaccinated your kids, thank you for doing so. I want to make sure that I thank people for getting vaccinated because you're helping. You're doing your part. Where am I at my time? <laughs> I gotta check my time. Uh, let's see. Um, 
so it's yes, yeah, so that's good news. Um, let me tell you the story about, and this is a story that I've told in the past uh, on the show. But it's Halloween, and who doesn't like a good ghost story? When I was a kid, I saw a ghost. That's right. I saw a ghost. Your skeptical host of this show, this guy here, saw a ghost. Well, maybe. This happened, oh, I don't know, I might have been about nine or ten years old. It would be, make, that would make it 1973, 74, or something like that. My younger brother, Steve, and I shared a room at that point. Uh, we had bunk beds. I had the top bunk. And, um, and I woke up one night. Now, this is important to pay attention to that phrase. I woke up. Because so many times, you know, back before, back before Fearless Loser was president, you know, and certainly before the pandemic, back before that, back before social media got us all hating each other, everybody, you know, people were obsessed with ghosts and ghost hunting and, and, and psychics and, and all that kind of crap. Uh, and... And so, when I was a kid, uh, or, or no, and, and people being obsessed with that, and it being Halloween right now, I gotta follow my train of thought. Local news, and even nationals will do it. But local news, well, each Halloween they 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 take off their journalist caps and they tell you stories about the most haunted place in the Twin Cities. Oh, it's so haunted! Oh, this place was so haunted. This restaurant. They have ghosts in there. And they do these stories. Or they, or they go to somebody that claims to have a ghost in their house. And you listen to these stories. And so often when it's somebody that has a, that's had a ghost sighting in their house, they say the three words, I woke up. You know, it, 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 it's, it's something that happens. It's like, it, it, sh that should be noted. That, okay, you woke up. So it's, 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 is it the middle of the night? Yeah, it was the middle of the night. And it's dark? Yep, it was dark. And you woke up. You just woke up and you saw someone in your room. Yep, that's how it was. Are you really sure there wasn't a misperception of something? Are you really sure? Because you were asleep and you just woke up. Are you sure? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Okay, so that's my story. I was 9 or 10 or 11 or something like that. Uh, wake up in the middle of the night. It's dark. Uh, light that does come in through the windows, you know, from the moon out or from neighbor having a garage light on, outdoor light on, uh, street lights or something. Just some light does come into the room. It's not pitch black in the room. And I wake up. I'm in the top bunk. I look over toward our bedroom door, which is in the opposite corner from where I am. And I swear I saw um, a, a person standing there. It, it just, it just, oh, there's a, there's a person there. And I cry out. I, I call for my parents. Mom, Dad, Mom, Dad. And they come into the room. They turn on the light. The guy disappears. And this is where, and when I've talked about this before on this show, this is where I'm glad I have the parents that I have. Because my parents talked to me about that, and they they explained to me without I don't know if they used the exact phrase, but they explained to me the concept of a trick of the light, or your eyes are playing tricks on you. They explained to me that hey, you just woke up, it's dark, you you see some you see some light and shadow in the corner, and it looks like a person standing there. They didn't go into this detail because I don't know if they know this kind of stuff, but human beings are pattern-seeking animals. When, it, when we see something, when we don't have all the information, our brain will try to fit something into what we're seeing. You could be in your garage, you got the big door open, you're working on your car, and out of the corner of your eye, you see a mouse run along the corner, along the edge of the wall. 
and you go and you look at it, you see mouse, mouse, your brain says mouse, mouse running across. You look over and, and then you get to look at what's moving and it's a leaf being blown from the wind. But because there was a little bit of visual information, your brain caught it, it only had a little bit of information to work from, so it ran through its pattern recognition software and it threw in mouse. But when you look at it, it's just a leaf blowing across. When you finally get more information into your brain, so then you recognize what it is. Well, that's what your brain does. It seeks patterns. So when I was seeing these shadow and light patterns there in the corner of the room, right by the bedroom door, I thought it was a person standing there. And I made this point when I told this story way back when, because way back when was about the same time that this, this god-awful program was on the cable television networks called Psychic Kids and had this god-awful person named Chip, Chip Coffee who thinks he's psychic and he just was exploiting these kids, these kids or that, that their parents are letting them live out their fantasies or indulging in their fantasies or, or not, not doing what my parents did and said, it's just a cognitive mistake that you made. It's not the words my parents used, but essentially that's what they were telling me. You're, you're, you're not seeing a ghost. If I had parents that said, ooh, you saw a ghost, what comfort is that going to be to a kid? Really? There are ghosts? I saw a ghost? Instead of saying, no, nah, it's just your eyes playing tricks on you. You know, go back to sleep. You're okay. There was nothing there. You're fine. But that's, that's what made me grateful for the parents I had. But I did see a ghost standing there in the corner of the room. At least I thought I did. Okay, I think I'll go to my next break. Uh, let's get this all set up before I go. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. I'm Mick West. In my podcast, Tales from the Rabbit Hole, I have extended conversations with people who have been involved in conspiracy culture. I do this for a couple of reasons. Firstly, because it's really interesting. These people have great stories about how they fell down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole, what they did down there, and what it was that helped them out. Sometimes I also talk to people who investigate conspiracy theories, and they have equally fascinating stories from the other side. Secondly, I want to understand how best to prevent the spread of conspiracy theories and misinformation, which is an increasing problem in a time when alternative media is exploding. The best way to do this is to communicate effectively with the people involved, and the best way to do that is with a nice long chat. Check it out. Tales from the Rabbit Hole. TFTRH.com something here it's it's an EVP I'm telling you it's really something um, I need to call it up I gotta tell you this is uh, really shaking me I need to play it for you and uh, well I won't uh, I won't prejudice your mind as to what you're going to hear. I won't prime the pump. Just have a listen. Get out! Did you hear it? Did you hear it? I, I, I think that was clear as day. I heard... Well, I don't understand it, but it's, I heard bread trout. Clear as day. Ooh, creepy. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. <laughs> Flay a fanny snake in the cauldron, boil and bake. I have newt and toe of frog, wool of bat 
and tongue of dog, adder's fork and blindworm sting, lizard's leg and howlet's wing, for a charm of powerful trouble, like hell broth boil and bubble, this brew be ye only salvation from your favorite radio station. <laughs> You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Have a sip of beer. Put the mic up. And welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> what shall I speak of next? Okay. It's Halloween, and I love Halloween. And uh, I like to decorate the house a little bit for Halloween. I got a little something inside here. I carved my pumpkin for the year. Uh, uh, last night, I did it. sitting over there. He's right over there. And put a little few things out here in the living room, but then we have a porch at the front of our house. Now, our house is on a corner, so we've got uh, a couple areas with which to display stuff to the public. We have a, you know. So the front of our house, uh, we have, uh, I have put up um, on the porch... I've put uh, the, sort of the traditional plastic uh, figures that people will put out in their front yards. Uh, it's I have a plastic uh, two plastic uh, pumpkins, uh, jack o' lanterns, that have a you know you can plug in a light inside of them so that they light up. And I have one that's really big and another one that's about half that size. And I have those placed in the windows in the porch, facing out toward the one street. Uh, we have a three-season porch with the you know, windows and screens and all that kind of stuff. Uh, on the other side, uh, facing the other street that goes along us, I have a, uh, a plastic witch uh, riding her broom. And again, that's you got a light bulb that goes in there and it lights it up and you know, put it in the window. Uh, on that same side of the house in the windows, I have a string of, uh, of lights that are, that are skulls with a with a blue light inside them so I have a string of them set up on the window that that is directly behind me right now as I speak to you it's directly behind me it looks out onto the porch I have two strings of lights that are also skulls these are smaller skulls than the ones that are that glow blue these are uh, smaller ones that have a, a, a white LED light in them that make them glow um, and then I have something that's really cool. But let's give you the story. A couple of years ago, uh, Amy and I, and possibly Hayden, were at a Target store, that uh, the one that we uh, frequent, and they were setting up the, the, their their Halloween stuff. They had their they had their section of the store that's got all the Halloween stuff. It had costumes and candy and decorations uh, set up. And one of the things that they had set up was this uh, was this display of um, LED projector lights. They would project, you know, uh, this lighted image on the side of your house. Or on a wall inside your house, depending on where you wanted to place it, they 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 would come with two stands. One that was a spike that you could put into the ground that would shine up on your house, or one that was a stand that you could put inside on a table or on the floor that would shine on the inside of the house, right? And these these images uh, would could be animated, like they would uh, not exactly animated. Um, it, 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 there would be these cartoon little ghost shapes or skeleton shapes that would that would the light would turn on and off and then ne there would be one next to it that would turn on and off you know it looked like a ghost was floating around you get something like that but they would have and this is what they had a couple years ago I saw this they had 
a, uh, a skeletal ghost that uh, the lighting was green. It was this LED light that would project the skeletal ghost. And somehow they make the, the image undulate. It's not animated. It's just that the image itself kind of warps and unwarps and you know back and forth a little bit. And um, so it looks like it's floating. It looks like it's just kind of sort of moving, but it's floating there. Like it's a, like it's a ghost. It was a skeletal ghost. It looked like a skeleton in a, a hooded cloak with the, you know, reaching out at you. And it was really cool. But it was 25 bucks for the thing. And at the time, uh, Amy wasn't working. We didn't have extra money. And I looked at it and thought, oh, it would be so cool to have. But ah, just don't have the money for it. So I didn't get it. Well, last September, uh, we were at Target again. Uh, and the, the section where they put up the Halloween stuff, the candy and the costumes and the, and the displays, was just starting to get set up. Now, we're right now, uh, we're having, here in the United States, we're having an issue with supply chain stuff. We're having an issue with getting stock to stores and to distribution centers for you know, even our janitorial service that I work for is we're finding some items aren't available because we're having a supply uh, chain interruptions problems there but anyway um, so that might be something what's going on at Target but the display that goes up now that, that display if I didn't explain it would have like four four different uh, uh, projectors in it and you press a button and it'll, it'll turn that projector on and it'll show you essentially what it's going to look like and and, and so they th that was back on the shelves that this last September there wasn't much else out there was some stuff going around but th there wasn't much there and I went over to look at the display and I pressed the one that's got the skeletal ghost the thing that I wanted a couple years ago well Amy's working now we have a little extra income I want to get this thing, but it's not on the shelf. The actual product is not there. So I call over a, a, a Target employee and I ask about it. I said, you know, do you think you have it in stock? Is it somewhere I can get it? And she checks her, you know, little electronic device. She scans it in. She says, well, we don't have it in the store. And she says, I don't see it in the system in any other stores, but it is early in the season. We, you know, check back. We might get stock. Check back. And I said, okay. I even toyed with the idea of asking a manager if I could get the, the display unit out of that thing. You know, get that. But then I looked at it and thought, well, they probably, it's not going to work. Because I went back a couple of times. I went to other Target stores in the area, a couple other ones, and they didn't have that skeletal ghost. Well, one time I went in, and they had a spooky tree. It's kind of the same thing. It undulates. It's the green glowing light. But it's a tree that a couple of its branches go out and they have like what looks like hands, like clawed hands up there. And it's got this face on the trunk and it undulates along and it kind of looks like it's floating and all that star thing. And I thought, hmm, that's kind of cool. It's not the one I want, but it's, it's a good second. And I I grabbed one off the shelf. They actually had them there. And I grabbed one off the shelf. And I hesitated. And I thought, I don't know. I put it back on the shelf. And I started to walk away. And I stopped. Because I thought, okay, you're going to ruminate on this for a day or two if you don't pick that up. If you don't buy that. You're going to think about it for a couple of days. And you're going to say, you know what? I want to get it. And you're going to come back here. And they're not going to have any because somebody bought one. or bought them. And so I... So I went back and grabbed it and bought it. Now what's cool about this thing is I brought it home and our porch a few years ago Amy got some some white curtains. They're not exactly sheer but they're not super opaque. They're white and she put them in the windows on our porch. We got a little privacy. When she had set it up and we open the blinds on the window that looks out onto the porch and we're sitting here in the living room and we look out there and we have a little lighting going out on, on the porch anyway and that we look out and I said it's almost like we have another room it's cool that's cool well 
I knew this about those sheets or the, the, uh, the, the curtains. I knew that if I, I you know, bring the spooky ghost, uh, the, the spooky tree home, I can set up the light inside the porch, project it onto to one of those curtains, and we're going to be able to see it inside the house. I'm looking at it now. And people are going to be able to see it outside the house in the window. And I thought that is really cool. This is an awesome effect. So we set it up and it works and it's great and it's cool. But it's still not that skeletal ghost. <clears throat> so I decide uh, to you know, keep checking at Target. And a couple Thursdays ago, I didn't have any work to do that night. And I did have an errand to run uh, for work. I did have to drop off some supplies somewhere. But I also was going to stop at another place. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to head over to the Target. So I go over there. I make a beeline for the ha Halloween decoration display area. There's the, the there's that the you know projector display. It's still there. And underneath now, underneath on the shelf underneath them, are a few more boxes. They got some stuff in. And I look it over, and I'm not seeing the skeletal ghost. I'm not seeing it. And I thought, uh, they still don't have it. But over to the far left side, underneath the display, there's an open space on the shelf. And I thought it was just empty. But I, I, I bend down a little, and I look, and push to the back. Not all that far back, but, you know, you can't see it just standing. I'm, I'm super tall. No, I'm six foot. But, you know, I couldn't see it. So I, I bend down, and I look, and there in the back is the skeletal ghost. It's the one that I wanted. I grabbed that thing out there. I grabbed it off the shelf, and I did my victory dance. Like, but I got it. You don't have it. I have it. You don't have it. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> there was a little kid with his mother, and the kid says, Mommy, what's wrong with that man? And, and, the, little, and the mother said, Don't look at him. Don't look at him. She rushed him away. And I'm dancing to the aisles. I've got it. You don't have it. I've got it. Okay, all this is happening in my mind. But I purchased it. And I brought it home. And I asked Amy, do you have any more of that, that curtain stuff? Because I had a plan of where to put it. I wasn't going to put it back on the porch because it had enough on there. I had a plan of where to put it. I was going to put it in our son's bedroom. He's up on the second floor. His bedroom looks out over that busier street that's alongside us that doesn't have enough, a lot of stuff in the window uh, uh, you know, displayed for out there. I was going to put it in his bedroom window. Because that would, you know, you look upstairs and there's this ghost, the skeletal ghost, floating in the window up there. That would be really great. And I said, do you have a, uh, more of that curtain material? Uh, nope, she didn't have any. Ah, but never fear. See, we're artists, Amy and I. We've got art supplies. And part of the supplies that we have, we have pads of tracing paper. Yeah, I know what some of you are thinking. Tracing is an art. Tracing can be done artistically. All right. If you do a sketch and you want to, you know, you want to refine the sketch, you trace it so that you can, you know, because the the initial sketch might be a little dirty, but you trace it anyway. It's a perfectly reasonable <laughs> and legitimate step in art. Well, we had a pad of tracing paper, large sheets, and I cut, you know, I took sheets out of the pad and I taped it inside the window of my son, up in my son's bedroom, and got it all set up. There are, we do have drapes that hang in his window that are dark blue, so half the window is covered with the, with the one drape, but the other half has the, uh, has the, the shade, uh, has the, the tracing paper. And uh, the blinds are opened all the way up. And I got the thing set up, and it looks out. You know, it works perfectly. You can see it inside the house. You can see it outside the house. Oh, it is so good. I hope the kids appreciate it this year. I hope the Halloween, the trick-or-treaters look up and see that ghost hanging out in that window, looking down at them. Oh, it's going to be good. 
Oh, it's going to be great. Good night, Adolfo. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, it's the end of another show. This is my Halloween special show. Uh, remember to be skeptical and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Please get vaccinated. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Distance where you need to. Get the booster if you can. Thank you for getting vaccinated if you have. And have a happy, happy Halloween. This is your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. You've been listening to Dimland Radio and the Talk Radio Network. And I'm reminding you to sleep the lights off. See you next week. You can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks, thanks for, for tuning us in. My life, you're clever, Dim. It's certainly taken me in. Well, well I'm, I'm going, going to hell. hell.